Okay, we are uh, almost. At, we're basically at the end of the small lines on that kafam and aleph, because we went a little extra because of the story. So the Gemara says as follows: second, second uh, medium-sized line on the page. So uh, in the context of the story that we just had, where the uh, the sun came out after it really should have been sunset already. So we say in the bright three people that. Uh, the sun stopped for them or came out for them, you know, in the time when it wasn't supposed to come out. Moshe, Yoshua, and Naktimon Ben Gurion. So it's Moshe, Yoshua, and this uh, fellow that we just talked about, Naktimon Ben Gurion. So Gemara says, Bishlama, Naktimon Ben Gurion, Gemara. I understand the case of Naktimon Ben Gurion. That's the Gemara we just had. That's the tradition we just learned. Yoshua Nami, also with Yoshua, it's much clearer. Kruktiv, there's a Pusik that's written. Vayidom Hashemesh, Vayarechamad, Vagomer, that the sun. Stopped and the, and, the, and, the, and the moon stood still. So that's the famous thing, right? Shemesh Begivon Dom. The sun stood still for Yoshua during the battle. Elam Moshe Minalam. But what's the source for Moshe Rabbeinu that the sun stopped in his time? I have a few, a few possible uh, sources for this. Amar Rabbi Elazar, Atya Achel Achel. Rabbi Elazar says, We'll learn a Xera Shava from the word Achel, which means I will begin. Ktiv Hacha says here, Achel Tate Pachtacha. I will begin placing, putting your fear. In the fear of God and people. Uchtiv, and also says by Yoshua, Hatam over there, Achel Godlecha, I will begin making you great. So I guess the comparison between Moshe and Yoshua, just as Yoshua had the sun stop for him, so too Moshe Rabbeinu had the sun stop for him. Same two psukim, just different words. Tate, uh, given. Ktiv Hacha says here, Achel Tate Pachtacha, I'll begin to give the fear. Uchtiv Hatam, Beyom Tate Hashem, Adamari, the day that Hashem. Uh, gave the Amorim over to Bnei Israel, meaning in battle. Okay, so again, it's, it's, that's the same link. Zereshava between Moshe and Yoshua. Rabbi Yochanan Amar, Atya Migufei Dikor. Rabbi Yochanan says it comes from the Pasuk itself. Now, I'll admit, I don't really get exactly how it comes from the Pasuk itself, but you'll see. It says, Asher Yishma'un Shimacha, that they will hear your sound, Viragsu, and they will tremble, Vichalu Ibnecha, and they'll be afraid of you. Uh, that's the end of the When are they going to be like trembling and afraid of you? At the time when the, the sun stood still for Moshe. Wait, when in the Torah would that have happened? Yes. Uh, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't say that exactly. It's not so clear exactly when it is. So, yeah. Right. Whatever. I'm not, it's not so clear. It's not, it's not so clear. Okay. Rashi does point out here that on the, on the, one of the top Rashi's, Achel Achel, that it's a funny kind of Zereshava because it's not a halachic Zereshava, it's like an agadic Zereshava. That's just interesting to point out. That's an agadic Zereshava. Okay. The Gemara now continues and continues with the next piece of the mission. It says, This is the topic of the city and then the city next to it, right? So this, right, the city itself that doesn't have rainfall has a problem, so they have to, you know, fast or whatever. But also the city next to it that, you know, that is going to sort of uh, have to supply them, they also, either they fast or they, uh, you know, don't... Uh, and they build a shofar. So Amar Rav Yudah Marav Ushtehem Leklalav. Rav Yudah explains the name of Rav that in this case both situations are actually a curse, meaning both the city that is not having rainfall and the city that is having rainfall. Okay. Um, so uh, the idea there, I think, is he's trying to point out. They took a Rashi. Ushtehem Leklalav. It's much higher up in the page. Ushtehem Leklalav. Akra Kai. It's talking about the pasuk. Hai Dichtiv. 
Al ir achat amtir, al ir achat lo amtir. So remember, they had a pasuk that says, "On one city I will make it rain, and another city I will not make it rain." So in that pasuk, he's saying not in it fundamentally. Fundamentally, it's not necessarily a curse if it's not raining. If it's raining in your city, that would be good. But in the pasuk that we use as a support text for that, that pasuk actually should be understood as a, as a double curse. Why? Ota. Um, one second. The one that has. Uh, the rain is it's, it's a very, very heavy rain or abundance of rain that ruins the grain at that point. And the one that doesn't have rain, well, it has no rain, so so it doesn't have any grain. Okay, so the idea is that uh, he's trying to point out that there's, both, there's a puzzle that ostensibly is sort of split. Maybe you would say one is good and one is bad, but no, he's saying they're both bad. And now we're going to have a series of, um, of interpretations of Sukim which instead of saying they're both bad, we'll say they're both good. Okay, so again, that maybe seemingly would be negative things, we're going to have a more positive outlook and take them more positively. So look at what it says here. We quote some positive from Eicha. Hayta Yerushalayim l'nida b'nehem. Yerushalayim was like a nida among them. Okay, so that sounds bad, I guess. I mean, in the context of Eicha, everything probably sounds bad. So, Amar Abidu Amarav libracha. So again, the same Rabidu Amarav, that this should be understood as a bracha. How so? Kinida, it's like a nida. Manida, just as a menstruating woman, yeshla heter, just like a menstruating woman, for a certain time period, she's, pro, she's prohibited, she's tmeah, but nonetheless, after a while, she is, she's tahorah again, and there is a permissibility to be with a woman, that woman again. After Yerushalayim, yeshla takana, so Yerushalayim maybe now is a nida, but again, referring to Yerushalayim as a nida is actually a good thing, because it means, okay, so temporarily, it's in a bad state, but eventually, that implies they will uh, be repaired. Another pasuk in Eicha, Hayta Amana, right? She was like a widow. Amar Abidu Libracha. So Rabbi Yehuda, on his own now, says it's for a bracha. Ki Amana, Velo Ka Amana Mamash. It's like an Amana. Ki Amana. She's not Hayta Amana. It's like an Amana. And not an Amana itself. Meaning, Ela Ki Isha Shalach Balal Mdina Tayam, Vedato Lazorla. Rather, if she's like a widow, it means it's like, her, like a woman whose husband goes off on the, you know, to travel overseas, and his intention is to come home. So for right now, she doesn't have her husband, so she's like an amana, but he's going to come home, and things will be fine again. So again, that's a, so it's a hidden bracha in the thing. Uh, furthermore, Malachi, it says, I handed you as being uh, like uh, despised and lowly. That sounds pretty bad. Uh, it'll also be a bracha. Uh, the bracha is that uh, you're going to be lowly, meaning you're not going to be appointed from among you heads of the river and government officials. Gaziripte, some type of government official, meaning that there's a, there's a benefit sometimes to not being approached and, or, and perceived as being so great, because you don't get these really annoying government positions that no one really wants to have, and all you get is like, complaints from people and everyone just gets angry at you. So, you know, it's, uh, that's a good thing sometimes. Okay. Okay. Um, that God will strike Israel the way a reed moves in the in the uh, in the water. Meaning, a reed is very uh, flexible, right? Just the water ro- ro- rolls past it, and it's constantly moving. So that sounds very bad. You know that you're always like you know at the whim of sort of the, the forces around you. This is also for a bracha. As Rabbi Shmuel says, so the wounds of one who loves you is, are ne'emanim, are faithful. And the kisses of one who hates you are ne'atarot, are deceitful. 
Meaning you're going to get hurt by the one you love and kissed by the one you hate, but the, the hurting from the one you love is actually not so bad, and the kissing from the one you hate is actually bad. Tova klala shekilel achiyah shiloniyah d'Yisrael, you tell me bracha shebircham dilam harasha. says the klala, the curse, the achiyah shiloni, as the Navi gave to Yisrael, was greater, better, than the bracha that Bilam harasha gave to Bnei Yisrael. How so? Achiyah shiloni kililam dekaneh. Achiyah Shiloni cursed them by calling them reeds, such as like our pasuk we were talking about. Amar lahem Yisrael, he said to Bnei Yisrael, "Vihika Hashem et Yisrael, kasher yinot hakaneh, that he will strike Bnei Yisrael like uh, the, the 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 reed moves." Ma kaneze omed b'makom mayim, just as this reed stands in a place of water, v'gizo machalif, and it's Shoots get um, swished. I mean, he constantly has more shoots from this reed. For Shorashab, and its roots are plentiful. And even if all the winds in the world come and blow on it, it doesn't move the reed. The reed just stays steady. Uh, it doesn't move it from its place. Rather, it's able to sort of like, since it's very flexible, so okay, the wind comes, it bends a little bit, and then it comes back to its position. It's, everything's great. Damamoha uh, ruchot. When the ruchot stop, amat hakanebim komod. Then the kanes stands straight up in its place. So that's actually very like it sounds like a bad thing that you know you're very like so, you know, you're very um, uh, flexible. It can be very bad, and that you, you know every little wind that comes, you you move, so you get affected by lots of things. On the other hand, you're able to withstand a lot because of the same flexibility. Avabilam harasha birachan beeres. The bilam harasha blessed them, calling them a cedar tree. Shnemar kaagrazim like cedars. Ma ereze eno omei b'makom ma'im, just as the cedar doesn't stand in the place of water, the ingi zomachalif, it doesn't really get to uh, have lots of different shoots from its trunk, the ein shoroshav mirubim, it doesn't have very many roots, so the truth is there's a positive, which is that any type of wind that comes, or most, almost any type of wind that comes, you can't move the cedar tree, it just stands strong right in this place, but but once you have this southern wind, which I guess is a particularly powerful wind, it uproots it, and flips it on its face. So that's a very that's a negative thing, right? So the, the inflexibility is strong for a while, but if you have the right force, you get uh, destroyed. He's a fun source for a modern <laughs> And not only this, but there's actually another benefit of being a reed, which is that the reed has the merit of being used to make a kumus. What's a kulmus? It's a quill. Well, not really a quill. Some type of a writing implement. That's used to write. Uh, it's a wonderful thing. So a reed is a great thing. So again, sometimes we perceive that something as a curse, but really it's a positive thing. Okay? And the Gemara goes on and says, Tanu Rabbanan, we'll actually go a little further on the bed today also, there's another story which is fun. Tanu Rabbanan, a person should always be uh, flexible or soft like a reed and not hard like a cedar. And here's a famous story. Okay, so Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon, was coming from Migdal Gedor, from the house of his Rebbe. He just come from learning. And he was being ridden on a donkey. And he sort of like enjoying the walk along the edge of the river. And he was really, really happy. And he was feeling a little bit arrogant, a little haughty. He learned so much Torah. So this is a guy, he's going home, you know, after a bunch of time in yeshiva. He's feeling great, he accomplished so much. 
So I turn the page, and these damim lo adam adam bichoar biotera. So a certain man that you know came across, he came across a certain man who was bichoar, which means ugly. Amar lo shalom alecha rebbe. So the man said to him, Hey rebbe, how are you? And, the, and this Rav, Rav Lezer Rav did not respond to him. Instead, Amarlo, he said to him instead, Reka, you empty one. Kama mechoar oto ha'ish. How ugly are you? Shema kol ircha mechoarin kmotcha. Maybe all the people of your town are as ugly as you? So that seems shockingly rude. Amarlo, he said to him, Eni uh, odea. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Ella, this is a great comeback of all time. Ella, lech emor le'uman sha'asa'ami kamim mechoar klizeh sha'asita. So he said, well, why don't you go tell the craftsman who made me how ugly this vessel is that you made? Meaning, blame God. It's not my fault. God made me who I am. I am. So, kelin shi'adah be'asmo shechata. So once Rabbi Lezer Rabbi Shimon realized, like, oh, like he obviously sinned. That was a bad thing to say. Ya'arad minach hamor. He got off his donkey. Which I'm sure has, you know, going to get, you know, uh, it's like we say getting off your high horse. Right? So, uh, he prostrated himself in front of this man. I hear what you're saying. Please forgive me. He said to him, I'm not, I'm not rich, man. I'm not forgiving you until you go to the, the craftsman who made me, meaning to God, and tell him how ugly this vessel that you made. So, like, you know, you know like if you, if you said it, Stand by your words. Hayam acharav. He was following. So Rabbi Lazar Shimon followed this guy all the way home. Ashi to The guy got back to his to his town. Yatsu The people of the city came out to greet him. Him here, you'll see, means Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon. They're so excited. This Haman Chacham of such stature is coming to visit their town. Shalom alacha, Rebbe, Rebbe, Mori, Mori. Well, Rebbe, Rebbe, you know, our teacher, our teacher, you're so great. How are you? Amar lahem. So now. He said to them, and this is you understand, the ugly guy says to them, Rebbe Rebbe. Like, who are you calling Rebbe Rebbe? This guy who's walking behind you. That's a Rebbe? We don't, I don't want people like that. I don't want, we shouldn't have a lot of those in Israel. Because that, that's not a good model of what a Rebbe is supposed to be. He said, why? Like, why would you say something like that? This is the Rebbe Lezer of Shimon. He's a you know, well-known person. He told him the whole story. Amrulo, they said to him, look, Alpha Pichain, Macholo, still forgive him. She Adam Gadoba Torahu. Look, he's a person, he has great stature in Torah. It's worthy of you should forgive him. Amr Lahem, he said to them, Bishvilchem Hareni Mochelo. Okay, for you guys, I'll do it. As long as he doesn't get used to do, be, behaving this way. Like, he has to really accept not to behave this way anymore. So, Rabbi Lazar Shimon then came along and made the following Jerasha, which we just learned before. A person should be flexible like a reed and not strong, hard, hard like a cedar. And that's why the Kane, of all things, Gets to be the kolmus, the, uh, the the thing. Right, right. I should point out, um, just by coincidence, my uh, maybe it's not coincidence. But my son had a, in seventh grade had like a an error of tefillin last night, like in school, like a bar mitzvah and bar mitzvah program. And the and the sofer who was describing all the things about the tefillin pointed out that the olden days and nowadays we're familiar with the quill, like the feather being used for the for the as a you know writing implement. But it really was the quill, it was the kane, it really was a reed in the olden days. That's really what they used. That's what we're saying here in the Gemara. That they used the kolmus to write the sefer Torah in Mizuzot. Okay. Just a quick question for you guys. So, how do you interpret the idea? What's the who's the, who's being flexible? Who's he praising about being flexible? 
the, uh, the guy who said, yeah, go talk to... So the guy he insulted, he's like, the guy who insulted was flexible, and that, like, he's married that way, you know. So, so I think that's certainly, what, you know, one of the, probably the simplest explanation. I mean, I don't mean simple, like, you know, that. I mean, that's a more obvious explanation. Perhaps it also means about himself, like, meaning he also has to realize, like, he was being so firm and rigid in his own, you know, attitude about himself that he felt like he was, you know... So great because of all his learning that he wasn't able to give us another person the respect that they deserve. He couldn't be flexible in terms of his understanding of what you know self worth is or what you know worth you know worthiness in other people. And he also he learned that he had to be more flexible. You can't be like that. And uh, therefore, again, that's the idea that the kane, dafka the kane, not the eres. So you think the eres are so strong? It's really the flexibility that allows uh, that is zocha to bake the kolmus. Uh, symbolically, right, right to say for Torah, that's obviously the idea, right? It's not just. Uh, the, the, the technical element of writing the Sefer Torah, but the symbolism of what the Torah really is about. We'll stop there. Shkoch.